Welcome to Broadcast His Love. We're kicking it off today in a new way with day 15 of the Advent book that we've been reading from Sarah Sandal. And it's all about why joy matters. So listen in. We're going to catch you up if you've been reading along with us with the Advent book that you get on Sarah Sandal's Instagram. That's S-T and then Sandal, S-A-N-D-E-L. And you can just go to her link in bio and it's called Advent Study for that free download. So here's day 15. Let's lean into God. Um, just ask the Holy Spirit to use this time to teach you something new about his word and what he has for you in this season of Advent. Day 15, Why Joy Matters. I have sung about the joy, 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 joy down in my heart since the year all I wanted for Christmas was my two front teeth. I can sing you a reminder that the joy of the Lord is your strength and that joy comes in the morning. I know these things with my brain, but my soul sometimes sings something different. You see, I am also excellent at speculating about when the other shoe will drop. I am not exactly a Scrooge, but I can be counted on to doubt the general happiness factor. I like to think I am a realist, but I believe it is far more likely that I am afraid of grief. There is no way around the realities of suffering and heartache. There is no exemption form to fill out no sublime positivity that will excuse us from experiencing grief in our human bodies. We know this not just experientially, but because Jesus said so. In this world you will have trouble. The Son of God, who loved and taught and fed and healed and worked and fished, was living in view of his impending crucifixion. The very Lamb of God didn't get a pass from suffering, and we don't either. Behold, an hour is coming and has already yet come for you to be scattered, each to his own home, and to leave me alone. And yet I am not alone, because the Father is with me. These things I have spoken to you, so that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take courage. I have overcome the world. John sixteen thirty two and 33. The promise of suffering is sandwiched by the promise of God's presence. Jesus himself knew that his friends would soon scatter, but that abandonment wasn't isolation because Father was with him. He confirmed the disciples' fear that tribulation would be real, but that suffering wasn't the end because he had overcome. The disciples didn't see it yet, but the author and perfecter of the faith was, for the joy set before him, preparing to endure the cross, despising its shame, because he knew the promised outcome. Joy matters because it is the consoling gift of God, reminding us of the promised outcome of his return. Suffering and brokenness do not have the final say. When James tells us to consider it all joy when we endure trials, he is not saying that the heartache is joyful. He is reminding us of the glorious transformation that takes place in the heart and mind of set-apart people. Know that the testing of your faith produces endurance. And let endurance have its perfect result, so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. James 1, 2-4 This is the good news of great joy for us. We don't have to call bad things good. We name the longing and sadness and suffering for what it is. We don't have to repress our grief or stuff our lament way down down and pretend we are fine. We experience all of life 
in the presence of God who weeps with us. The joy of the Lord is the abiding comfort and endurance we find when we lay our hearts at the feet of the man of sorrows, believing with whatever mustard seed faith we can muster that the day is coming when sadness will be no more. Not merely, oh, God will balance it all out. No, he will make every sad thing untrue. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is among men, and he will dwell among them, and they shall be his people, and God himself will be among them, and he will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and there will no longer be any death. There will no longer be any mourning or crying or pain. The first things have passed away. And he who sits on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. And he said, Right, for these words are faithful and true. Revelation 21, 3 through 5. Joy matters because it shapes our experience of lament. When we are certain that the return of the king is not only assured, but that the coming glory will totally and finally reverse death, then we experience suffering differently. We know that it is a small and passing thing, not worthy to be compared to the glory that will be revealed at the second advent of Christ when he makes all things new. Whatever weary longing or weight of sadness we carry into Christmas, for ourselves or for others we love, this is our hope. The joy of Christ consoles and carries us until he returns again. Thank you so much, Sarah. Now we're going to read a scripture from Hebrews. It's 12, 1 through 3. And this is in the continued reflection from her Advent study. And then we're going into an interview with Miss Shannon. She runs the daycare that my husband and I, our sons, go to. So this is an exciting day for the podcast because we love Miss Shannon. And before we go into that, I'm going to read some scripture to you that will really pump you up for your day. So let's dive in. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such oppression from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Hebrews 12, 1 through 3. That sets us up perfectly for Miss Shannon's testimony. This is a testimony of perseverance. I thank God for Miss Shannon and just the impact she's had on our lives and now getting to bring her encouragement from the Lord, getting to bring you what God has on her heart is such an honor. As we go into this interview, I want you to know we start off talking about a situation where I was struggling with my oldest son and he's a toddler and I was just needing patience. And she said, do not worry, he's covered in prayer here at the house of prayer. And so that's where we're starting off the conversation, a conversation where she was just giving me confidence in Christ as a parent. And here we go. We're diving in with Miss Shannon. She is the director, the owner. She is the woman, the brain power behind a successful and wonderful daycare in Pensacola, Florida, the House of Prayer. 
How are you? I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. Thank you, Miss Ricky. I appreciate it so much. It's an honor to be here. Oh, you're yes, so sweet. So um, we love you and we love everything that you're doing. Um, so tell us, where did you get that confidence from to say, you know, to a parent who was struggling with their toddler to just like have confidence that he's covered in prayer? What What is that all about? Well, you know, um, I think it's when you walk into your calling and you know who you are in Christ mm -hmm. and um, it gives you a, a holy boldness mm -hmm. to speak. Um, I believe God has me in this time and this season here, not just for the children, but for the parents as well. Yes. And I want to definitely make sure parents understand. I make sure they understand when they first come in who I am and my relationship with the Lord. Yeah. Um, so it, it, it gives you a boldness uh, in what you're doing, especially when you're walking with God, knowing he's by your side, yes. you know, so I, I, I can speak that boldly. I believe that God sends me kids that I'm supposed to have. Really? We don't advertise. We don't look for mm -hmm. uh, the kids that are supposed to be here are here and they're here for a certain reason. And that's for us to cover them in the blood and, and for us to pray for them. You don't advertise. No, I do not. I found you guys online. I do not advertise. Wow. Yes, ma'am. So where is, because I know a lot of people who are listening to this, they're like, maybe they have their own business or they work for a company that they promote mm -hmm. or they're thinking, I mean, it's the day of social media. Like, right. what do I need to be promoting about myself? For goodness sakes, you know, I mean, you don't, but, um, what do you say to someone who feels like they need to promote? I mean, you're coming from a position where you're like, I'm secure in Christ. Like, what would you say to someone who's looking to promote themselves? Well, uh, you know, I don't see anything wrong with it. Okay. Um, it's just, it's just where God has me because, um, sometimes if you're looking for something, you may not get what you're supposed to have. Oh, wow. So I, I, I want to let God lead me in every way. Um, you know, uh, me and my husband both were over 50 years okay. old. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, but you know, I've been doing this for a long time and I'm I'm not in it for certain reasons. Okay. I'm in it as a ministry. So really? that's 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 why I feel like I I don't have to do that, but I do understand other people doing that. And of course my kids think I should do it <laughs> because yeah. it's the wave of the future right now. Um but you know, it's just something I haven't done. Um, and I mean, I'll put a little sign out front, but you know, stating for hiring, but that's right. about it. Right. Um, you know, but in this day, age and, and time, I, Miss Ricky, um, I just want to trust God. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's so beautiful. God. Yes, ma'am. Where did that shift happen for you when you were career driven? Cause mm -hmm. I'm sure you were like, you're oh, yes. so ambitious and yes, like driven and goal oriented and all the things. So where did that shift happen for you when you went from career driven to ministry driven? Yes, ma'am. That happened maybe about, I want to say maybe about, mm, maybe eight years ago. Okay. Um, you know, I'm very persistent. If, if there's something that, that, that God says that I can do or have, I'm going for it. Right. Um, but it began to change for me as I began to get older. You see things in a different light when you get a little, start getting a little older. Okay. And, um, and, and, and that's when it changed for me. Mm. Uh, I knew, I didn't want to accept kids. I didn't think mm -hmm. that this was my area. Okay. And, you know, and, and I had a bishop who used to always tell me, you know, I think that's where your place is, you know, with kids. Really? And, um, you know, and, and, and kids just always, I can go to the beauty salon. It doesn't matter wherever I go. Everybody's kids always come and sit around me. It doesn't matter where I go. Yeah. But um, you know, and and 
I just start taking it and start accepting the calling. You know, sometimes we don't understand why God put us in a certain place or why he does what he does. You know, and the Bible tells us lean not to your own understanding. But if I'm going to if I'm going to put my trust in him, you know, I have to allow him to do what he's going to do inside me. And it's not only I figured out for the kids, but it's the parents that he's bringing to as well. Right. You know, we don't have a lot of mothers who uh, kind of mother in the church like they used to. And I get a lot of young ladies that come right. and they need advice on how do I get my baby to stop crying? How do right. I, you know, get him? He's acting out. You know, what do I say? And, and, and that's what I'm here for. And, and yeah. so I, I trust God with that. You know, I've come to find out that, hey, this is this is not a bad thing. It's not just about the kids um, because there's more connected with it. So yeah. but I, I accept the calling. I love, love that you call it a ministry, because I think for so many people, they love what they do, maybe. Mm -hmm. OK, but it's one thing to do your job and do it for self-promotion, to make money, to mm -hmm whatever that self-absorbed thing is. But it's another thing to go at it from a position of humility. And the Bible verse that talks about love is patient, love is kind, yes. all that. To me, that's what you are. Like, you're patient. Like, if I'm going to learn something from you in this podcast right now, <laughs> it's like, what? how do you be patient? I mean, you manage this whole center. You own this whole center. How do you... I mean, maybe a mom is listening right now who just needs to be patient or wants to be patient with her children. Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe that's me. But like, anyway, yes. Speak to the parent or speak to the person who is just asking God for patience because that's such a big prayer. Mm -hmm. How do you remain faithful in being patient? Well, I'm going to say this first. If you're going to ask for patient, get ready to be tested. Oh. <laughs> so, you know, in order to gain patience, you have to understand to be tested. Okay. And what I've learned that if I don't quit, I win. Mm -hmm. So if I stay, remain persistent about being patient and working through and knowing that in the end, I'm going to win anyway with God, yes. I have the victory. And that's yes. the one thing, you know, us as believers, um, one thing that I learned in this pandemic in this season was that I trust God. Yes. And a lot of us say we trust God. Right. But then as we get into a certain situation, you know, the Bible tells us, he said, you know, not to build your house on sand. Yes. You know, he, he tells us that because when testing comes, that's when you're going to really find out what you're about. Okay. And so and, and I've learned that um, if I'm patient, I really put my trust in God and I put my faith in God mm -hmm. that I can't be moved. Right. I'm going to have the victory. I'm going to remain on solid ground. There's no way I'm going to lose mm -hmm. with God. Right. And that's the thing. Parents have to understand. You have to stand firm and stand firm in God. Right. You have to speak over your children. You have to uh, take the time. I would always, I have, you know, four boys. Right. And uh, I would write confessions for my boys up on their, their closet doors. And I would speak these every day for my kids. Oh, let's go. Dive in. Why? When did you start that? Why did you start it? Tell us, because we can do this at home. Yes, so ma'am. This is good. I would take the scriptures and I would take the things that related to my children. Um, you know, I had one that was a little rambunctious, you okay. know, and I would always speak. He's going to be slow to speak because he would always get in trouble at school, yeah. you know, and I would speak that on him every day. And I would, you know, call them great men of God. And I would just, I, I mean, literally take the scriptures, sit down and, and, and put it towards your children. And I would post it on their closet door. They okay. had to look at it every day 
day. Yes. And and I even did it for my husband. Mm -hmm. And uh, we would have those confessions. I would speak those over them. I would call them. They're great men of God. You know, my children love to pray. My children are going to be blessed coming in and going out. I would speak it over my kids, Miss Ricky. Wow. I do it here at the daycare. And it's so amazing to me. You know, I call my kids the smartest kids in the world. Yeah. And after a while, I don't call them that anymore. They call themselves that. Oh, they call themselves that. And that's what we need to do. We have to speak life into our kids. It's so easy to look at all the wrong or all the bad. But if we take the little bit and, and, and reach in on the positive mm -hmm. yes. and encourage them on that, hey, you picked up your shoes today. Yes. I am so proud of you. And you move on. I, and I tell my teachers, I say, when you do that, guess what? They're going to come back and they're going to do the same thing. And you notice the next little thing. Yes. And you just keep speaking life on it. Yes. We have to learn to speak life. Speaking life. Speak life. I'm telling you. And and, yeah. and 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 you just have to, like I said, remain in God and, and just know God got everything under control. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And when you say like speak life, you're talking mm -hmm. about God's word. God's word. Because it is alive. It is. It is alive. It like is. it's active. <laughs> That's our life book right there. It yeah. is life. We have to speak life and we have to speak God's words over our kids. That's why I tell you, I took the scriptures and I spoke it and I watched God transform my kids. You know, I, I have, like I said, my four boys, all of my kids graduated from college. Mm -hmm. I've awesome. never had any trouble. That's awesome. They're, they're married. They have wonderful families, you know, yes. Hey, they're kids. But I, I tell you, we were really blessed. Wow. And I know I didn't do that. I didn't do that. Wow. God did that. Yes. I can't take any credit at all. Wow. Yeah. That's good. Well, and when we first came into the daycare, the Bible verse that you had, when we were looking, because, you know, I mean, if you're a parent listening to this or you've, mm -hmm. you've had children and they've grown up, you know that you're, you know, you look for a daycare. Mm -hmm. You don't just, I mean, I guess you could get a referral and just that's where you go to, but you do, you know, you want to find the best school for your child. Well, I saw you all had your rating online and it was like exceptional. So I'm like, okay, I, this is the one I want. Mm -hmm. And so I came in while well, I was looking at it mm -hmm. and the Bible verse you all had printed on the wall said, train up a child in the way they should go. And when they're older, they won't depart from it. Proverbs 22, six, I yes, believe. Yes, ma'am. And that was it. I'm like, I haven't even met you yet. And mm -hmm. I already know this is it. Mm -hmm. But what does that scripture mean to you? Um, as you're educating these children and patience, you know, patience is a hard thing to have with kids. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, you're thinking, I want to train them up. I want to train them up in the way they should go. And I'm trusting God. Like, like, mm -hmm. please hear that word trust because you were just talking about trusting God, trusting yes, God. And like, there are trials. Yes, ma'am. So how, how are you just like training up a child in the way they should go? Even when it's hard. I mean, where is your strength and endurance at through that? And, and that's through the word of God again. Okay. Uh, that's Good. through the word of God. Good. And, and when we talk about training up a child, you know, my thing is uh, we have to understand. Uh, I make sure the teachers understand we are the prime examples. Okay. When the kids come in. Oh, that's hard. I, I, yes, ma'am. <laughs> you know, and, and with that being said, Miss Ricky, it makes me stop and think to know even, I, you know, I have to, you know, and I'm going to use my staff as well because, you know, they'll sometimes come to me. How do you, how do they listen to you? Yes, and I, and I, I say that. <laughs> I literally just said that two weeks ago. How does he listen to you? Anyway. And, and, and I tell them, I say, you know, my thing is, I said, um, 
I'm 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 very transparent with them. Yes. And I make sure they understand uh you know where it comes from. Brain development starts at a very young age and I tell them I say whatever we put into them now is mm -hmm. what's going to stick with them forever. So my thing is I I I set a rapport with them. Right. A, a good rapport with them, but I also make sure they understand now there's boundaries. And I think that's where we okay. as parents sometimes get kind of get mixed up. Yes. Let's go deeper. Boundaries. <laughs> Define that. <laughs> boundaries Define is when I say, you know, these are the things that, you know, are not um, that where a child can be hurt or it's just not good for them. And, and when I talk to the staff, I, I make sure they understand that's even setting um I can't think of the word where uh, even with my kids, how do you um, what we stand for? Okay. You know, we're we're believers. We were believers in our house. There were certain things that my kids know that we just right. didn't don't do yeah. and we and we just don't stand for. Um, and I made sure my kids understood the boundaries. But these kids know um, that I also love them, too. And I also make sure that I try to build them up. Okay. And make sure they understand that. Uh, and, and when we talk about training them, uh, that setting the best example that we can, that means that I can't come in and have a tantrum with you because you're having one. Mm. So I have to show you how to be patient. And I have to talk to you even when I don't feel like it. Oh, mm. okay. <laughs> so we got it. We have to dive deeper on this. We cannot just end that. <laughs> Keep, please, Miss Shannon, keep, please keep speaking to that. Please. Yes, ma'am. Even when I don't feel like it, you know, and I tell the teachers when we come in, you know, everybody is going through something and, and, and we're dealing with things and children don't understand, but children can feel our spirits. Okay. They can tell, they can tell, they can, they can feel you. Okay. And so, you know, we have to make sure that we can watch ourselves and I'll tell them sometime by Thursday or Friday, I'm really tired because I get up at four 30 and I'm I know. here, you know, and, and we're moving and we're doing. And, and my thing is when I come in, I have to make sure I speak to myself and, and speak life to myself. Say, okay, we're going to have a great day today. Yes. And, and, and we're going to move. This is going to be great. Even when I see little Johnny trying to right. get, I have to hone little Johnny back in. And that's my job as a believer. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Because I can't expect anybody, um, if we're looking at, if we're evangelizing that's not in Christ, to understand how to be in Christ if they don't know. Right. I have to be that one to pull them into it. And so that's what we do with the kids. Um, you know, when the kids come in, good morning. How are you, RJ? And, and, and RJ is so excited about time, even if he's having a bad day, you know? How are you this morning? Come tell me what's going on and I'll get down on their level and we'll talk about it and we'll move on. And sometimes we have to come out of ourselves to understand what others are going through and, and, and make sure, you know, that we can set that atmosphere yes you know? that's well, yeah. yeah whatever someone is walking into today i mean you're talking about talking to a child but that could be your coworker, right yes, yes ma'am yes ma'am oh, yes on their level and i tell people all the time you never know um i had a parent come in just last week uh week before last and she dropped her kids off, uh, Miss Ricky, and yeah. um, everything was great. And she left, and they came back that afternoon and said, hey, I want to give you a heads up. She's coming in to talk to you. She just lost her baby. <sighs> mm -mm. So, of course, and I, she had sent me pictures. So, of course, this baby, I knew the baby. The baby was coming here. And, you know, I kind of got attached, and I'm like, oh, wow. Okay, but I got to come out of my feelings. And I got to get ready to minister because somebody needs me. 
And, you know, if we don't speak life at that time and moment to that person, the devil will. Mm. And I don't want her to think that, hey, that this was God's fault. I have to make her understand, you know, hey, you know, God knows what's best. And, you know, the baby had a heart condition mm -hmm. and, um, you know, and I wanted her to understand that, you know, God loves you. Mm -hmm. And in time, if not now, but he will later. Right. He'll let you know. He'll talk to you and he'll tell you exactly what you need to know. Mm -hmm. All things turn out for our good. And I had to speak life to her. Yes. But in turn, when I finished with her, I had my moment. Mm -hmm. But I had to make sure that I was there for her. That's just like with your kids. People don't understand. Kids feel what goes on in this world. They feel it. Right. They feel when their moms can't pay their bills. They feel when you're dealing with the car. They feel when husbands and wives are going. They right. feel it. Well, that's when my husband and I, like if we have a tense conversation. Yes. Like there was one time that you're going to die. But we were talking about something that I was not mad about. But I'm, you know, very expressive. Yes. And it was not an argument. I think I was talking about like a football game or something, like something that right. had nothing to do with my husband and I's relationship, whatever. And my husband is like, Ricky, can you calm down a little bit? Yeah. Because I think you're making RJ anxious. Right. Like he felt that. And I'm just like, <laughs> what is happening? Yes. Well, why do you think the Bible tells us that we should be like little children? Yes. Children love hard. Yeah, I mean, if they look, it's amazing to me. The teachers will come in, you know, if I, you know, they'll come and ask me if I need to go to the restroom and they'll say, but what they say is, are you okay, Miss Shannon? They say it to me all the time. So now the kids will come to me and say, are you okay, Miss Shannon? And they'll ask me this all throughout the day okay. because they care for me, you know? So we, we have to be really careful, you know, if we're training up, we got to set the example as well. Yes. And so I'm, I'm just saying they feel everything we go through. Well, there's two more things I want to ask you. Okay. One is I think it's really, oh, this is so important. I want to learn more about this too. Okay. The other day I said, I mean, this is probably a year ago, but mm -hmm. I said something like, I don't remember exactly, but it was like, he's having a bad day or, oh, he's really hyper. It was something like it wasn't a positive thing mm -hmm. towards RJ. It was mm -hmm. like, you know, he basically a weakness about him that mm -hmm. I like straight up called out. Mm -hmm. And I don't remember what it was, but you were like, or somebody here said, don't speak that into him. I remember that. Yeah. I and I was just, that stayed with me because at home I try not to do that. Like if he's in a bad mood, oh, he's in a bad mood. Mm -hmm. I don't want to say that mm -hmm. because of that. When you said that, do, can you help um, parents? Because I mean, this is something that you could say and not even know that you're saying yes. it. So. Can you coach us through that, like your brain with all of that? Yes. That was a terrible question, but you get what I'm saying. Yes, I understand exactly. Um, you know, my thing is we have to be careful what we speak over our children. Okay. Um, you know, like I said, I, I take the confessions. I speak those because that's straight out the word. So I'm speaking life into them. Yeah. And, and I say that because they hear it. And they take it, even their spirit will grab hold of it. And if you're calling me a bad child, so guess what? I'm going to be a bad child. Yes. And we don't want to speak that over anyone. And, and, and I, you know, I even tell the teachers, we have to be careful what we say, even when kids don't want to go potty. And I, um, you know, one little particular boy, he's really quiet. And, um, you know, and she was saying, he just don't, you know, he don't, he don't listen or he, he doesn't, he won't go do it. And not that he was being a bad child. I say, here's you. He hears everything you're saying. So if you're saying he's not going to do it, 
He's not going to do it. He's not going to go do it. So we have to speak. I mean, you have to speak life. You have to call your kids what they are. They are smart kids. Right. Hey, you are the best behaved child. I like the way you're acting today. You know, there's really a a lot of uh, you can go online and and get those um, affirmations or uh, those positive reinforcements that you need to speak over your kids. and, And you have to change your talk. Okay. When we become saved, we change our language. Yes. I talk a whole different way. I don't know about you, Miss yes. Ricky, but I hate. Yes. I do mess up. <laughs> hey, every now and then. I do, I do understand. Up. Yeah. But it has come a long way. I remember my son called her. He said, hey, right. you changed. Right. Because uh, my language was just something. Beautiful. Yeah. You know, it was something totally different. And, and uh, you know, you have to do that with your kids as well. Mm. You have to call your kids what you know God is calling them to be. Yes. That's what you have to call. Hey, look at you. You have to call your kids what you know God is yes. calling them to be. That's what you and have to do. And put it in their room. And you have to. You have to put it in front of them. You have to put it everywhere. And I'm telling you, and I watch God do great things with my kids. And I know it was nobody but God. And you know what? We trained them up and they never changed. Still in church. Still serving God. Still covering their family, and I'm telling you, it had it. Had, God will not fail you, at all. That's yes, so ma'am. good. That's so good. I just yes. read today where it talks about God's word will not fail. No, it will not. Only thing is, we can fail God's word. Yes. Oh my gosh. I see you guys are listening to this. Woo! And you're encouraged and inspired in Jesus. Like that's <laughs> this is why I wanted to have this conversation. And I was like, Machine, if you don't want to do it, please, you know. But this is just such a space for people who are listening to be authentic and say, like, life is hard, life is challenging. Yes. We are striving to be more like Christ, and we want God to use our position, use where we're at yes. to serve Him. Mm-hmm. Because we're nothing without Him. Like, I need Him to do these interviews. I don't know what I'm going to ask you next, yeah. <laughs> you know. But yeah. I know that God has put you in this place for a reason, and that's bigger than anything of this world. Like, yes, Christ in us is bigger than anything of this world. And so what He is doing in you and I love that you're like, it's not me, it's God. Yes. What he is doing in you is a miracle to me. <laughs> like, yes, that is glory. amazing. Yes, I, people who are listening to this and are not teachers, like you, I'm sure you're looking at teachers through this year and thinking, you guys are amazing. Like, yes. you're amazing. Oh, to God but, be the glory. Yes, ma'am. Did you just hear that? To God be the glory. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. I want to ask you about giving him the glory. And then the, the last question I always ask is what scripture is helping you through this season. Mm-hmm. But to God be the glory. When someone gives you a compliment, do you, how do you, because like for some people listening, they want to give glory to God when they get a compliment. Mm-hmm. How do you do that without being awkward? You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, how do you process that with the Lord? Like, oh, I just got a compliment. What do I do now? I think it comes with your relationship, you okay. know, and, and, and that's my thing. I can't take credit for anything because God has showed me his signs, miracles, and wonders through this whole journey. And if we stop sometime and really observe what God is doing in our lives, because wow. sometimes we'll miss it and we don't understand. We'll look at you know all the things that are going wrong. But if you stop and really take a look at the things that God is really doing in your life, Miss Ricky, yes. I didn't look for this building. This building looked for me. Yes. And, and, and it was amazing. The rapport that I gained with the person who owned it. Yes. They wanted to sell it only to me. People had been trying to buy the building forever. Wow. 
It wasn't me. It was God setting me up the whole time. So I can't take credit for it. Mm -hmm. My son went and played for the NFL. Yeah, which I, we didn't even talk about that, but that's amazing. Yes, and I mean, we can't take can't take the glory for it, you know? It, it, I, I can't. It's nobody but God. And I, I can recognize that. I can recognize that it's Him. And yes. I, I, you know, I cannot uh, at all take the glory for it. The relationship with the kids, I, I can't. It's nobody but me and God. Right. And my thing is, in training them up, uh, it's my prayer that when they go outside of these buildings, this building right. that others will see the God in them. Yes. Then I've done what I'm supposed to do. If they're praying in their homes, if they're singing yes. songs that we sing here. Yes. Hey. Yes. I've done what I'm supposed to do. Yes. And it's true. Affirmation on that. RJ sings the B-I-B-L-E. <laughs> loves that song. And he prays and he puts his chin down, which yes. is so funny because he gets a little double chin for the prayer right. and then really clasps those hands. Yes. And then he says, and um, we do this at home, but at the end of every prayer, you guys say, in Jesus name, I pray. Amen. Yes. God bless, bless you. you. And like that's oh, what we that is so awesome. You guys are amazing. Yes. And just uh, thank you, Jesus, for Miss Shannon. Thank you, Jesus, for this time. I pray that it, whoever is listening to this, this meets you where you are, and yes. that God gets the glory through yes. it. And and it changes you in a way that points you back to Jesus, points you back to His Word, yes. to maybe get you in some scripture to put up in your kids' yes. brain. I mean. What a beautiful thing to do, even for your spouse or for yourself. I mean, put the sticky note up, you know. So thank you, Miss Shannon. Is there a scripture that's helping you in this season that you would like to share with us? Um, the scripture that uh, God has really put me to is seek ye first the kingdom of God. Okay. You know, with the pandemic yeah. uh, and I just purchased a building, right. you know, things are everybody is is unknowing to what's really happening, what's, what's going happening? on. You know, I'm not a young lady. I, I'm above age, but this is what I love to do. I, you know, we've set ourselves out and, and made a sacrifice to, to come in this building to take care of these kids. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I had to make sure I understand that um, as long as I, I seek him first, he said everything else will be added. And um, he's going to take care of me. I don't have to worry about the building. I don't have to worry about the kids. I don't have to worry about myself. He's going to cover me. He's going to protect me. And he's going to make sure everything turns out okay. So, you know, that's my scripture. I speak for myself. And I speak for my family. And I speak for my business. That's where I'm at right now. My relationship has grown in this pandemic. I really understand what it means to put God first and seek him first on everything. Wow. Yes, ma'am. Oh, and the season of Advent, I don't know about you guys, but this uh, podcast on education is like, wow, is thank yes, you for encouraging us to trust him. Yes, ma'am. And not only just to trust him, but to like make that faith move, like do stuff in yes. your home to make it active yes. by your actions and by the things that you put up in the home. So thank you again, Miss Shannon. You're so welcome. You thank you. Kids. Thank you for your time. <laughs> thank you. Yes, ma'am. Thank yes. you, Miss Ricky. And I always pray at the end of every podcast yes, in Jesus name, John three thirty. I pray that Lord, that we decrease and God, yes, you increase God. in our lives. In Jesus name, I pray. In Jesus Amen. Name. Amen. We are so thankful for Miss Shannon, and I just want to end it with Psalms 51, starting in verse 10, and just pray this today over your life as you walk into whatever you're going into, surrendering it all to God, asking Him, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence and take not your Holy Spirit from me. 
Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me with a willing spirit. Lord, thank you so much for this time on the podcast today with our friend Sarah Sandal and with Miss Shannon at House of Prayer Learning Center in Pensacola. And just, God, take us. Make us yours. Create in us a clean heart. Make us yours in every aspect of our day and through all of the ways of the world, Lord. Just breathe your breath through our TVs, through our radio, through our cell phones, through what we see, through what we hear, and through what we do, Lord. May it be all for your glory. I know that's a big ask, but we need you now more than ever. And I just pray for a clean heart, Lord. Provide us with a clean heart, Lord, with your willing spirit. We need you. We love you. And we praise you. And thank you so much, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. As always, it helps the podcast out when you review us and you send this podcast to your friends. Please send it to all your friends and family. It's Christmas time. (laughs) Send it all around and uh, share the Christmas cheer. And if you're looking for some more encouragement after this podcast, I want to recommend Lauren Daigle's CD called Behold. It's wonderful. I have no promotion to shout that out, but it is just a wonderful album of Christmas music, but you can sing the songs worshiping God the Father and just how powerful and awesome he is. So thank you so much for listening. You all have a great week. Lord willing, we'll talk to you all next week. And that's the week of Christmas. We'll have on my friend Gloria. She works at Loaves and Fishes, which is a homeless ministry in downtown Pensacola. And she really exposes a light to our homeless population that I didn't see before. So um, have a great week and we'll see you next week, Christmas week, Lord willing, here on Broadcast His Love.